Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. Even if I have been putting off posting, at least I discovered cunctation. That is definitely not one of my walking around words. I ran across it in the dictionary. You're right. Checking the dictionary was just one more thing to do instead of getting around to writing this post. Yep, I was shilly-shillying which combined with procrastinating suggests possible, nay likely dilatoriness, along with way too much time perusing the dictionary. As you may or may not know, my muse abandoned me a while ago and I'm on a quest to get her back. She is nowhere to be found today. Perhaps you will conclude with me she has popped in from time to time but has just not returned on a permanent basis. I am pretty well convinced she will only pop back and if I get past telling myself it is nothing but a temporary case of writer's block. My message to me goes like this. Don't worry about it. You're just experiencing writer's block. Keep busy and don't obsess over it. If you relax and go with the flow whatever that means your muse will return and then you will find writing easy and nearly automatic. Talk about excuses. How do you rate that one? I put it right up there with notions like. Everything will work out if only you have faith and are patient. Faith is more than important. It is essential. A large measure of patience is right up there on the must-have scale as well. Even so, it takes a very large dose of hard work along with perseverance and a few other associated personal traits before it's time to talk about things working out. It may be time to bring out a couple of those old sores we grew up on but now seem to try to mention. For example, it is more than happenstance do comes before done in the dictionary. Or, someday is not a day of the week. I could also give a nod to George Claude Lorimer who said, putting off an easy thing makes it hard. Putting off a hard thing makes it impossible. There are a hundred excuses for not getting started. And a hundred and one for not getting done. When listing the reasons motivation departed. Put trifling alone in row number one. Is using quotations in a post an indication of intellectual candor and accurate attribution or merely the refuge of a lazy blogger? When I struggle to come up with a few hundred words to fill a post, I am habitually tempted to appropriate a few dozen from the endless supply readily at hand, even if they're not mine. This is likely acceptable if the quotation adds authoritative support to a point, provides an example of someone else's point of view, represents a particularly clever turn of phrase, or otherwise adds to and extends the post. What if instead, the quoted text merely serves to bulk up the post or substitute for any actual brain work from me? Sure, I'm going to do it. The arbitrary topic is astrology, for no better reason than it struck my fancy. I suspect you may have some experience with having your fancy struck so my picking astrology makes complete sense to you. If not, suffice it to say it was in the stars for me today. It may be a stretch for you to get into astrology. You may figure Edward Abbey had a point when he said, Who needs astrology? The wise man gets by on fortune cookies. If that isn't strong enough for you, Voltaire may have better captured your attitude about astrology when he said, Superstition is to religion what astrology is to astronomy, the mad daughter of a wise mother. Your opposition is even stronger? Perhaps Shakespeare himself has to be joined in your anti-astrology rant. This is the excellent foppery of the world, that when we are sick in fortune often the surfeits of our own behavior we make guilty of our disasters the sun, the moon, 
and stiff we were villains on necessity, fools by heavenly compulsion, knaves, thieves, and treacherous by spherical predominance, drunkards, liars, and adulterers by an enforced obedience of planetary influence, and all that we're evil in, by a divine thrusting on, an admirable evasion of Hormaster man, to lay his goatish disposition on the charge of a star. Wow, and he even worked in foppery, whatever that means. I seem to recall Nero Wolf using flummery which is not good either, but foppery is new for me. Despite my plan to pad this post with words appropriated from others, I do have a small urge to at least pretend to be somewhat balanced. A passing nod to the pro-astrology set strikes my fancy. I know but using it again was just too tempting. At least I didn't say it was in the stars. At any rate, Herman Melville summed it up quite well. Look you, Dubloon, your zodiac here is the life of man in one round chapter. To begin, there's Ares, or the ram lecherous dog, he begets us. Then, Taurus, or the bull he bumps us the first thing. Then Gemini, or the twins that is, virtue and vice. We try to reach virtue, when lo, comes Cancer the crab, and drags us back. And here, going from virtue, Leo, a roaring lion, lies in the path he gives a few fierce bites and surly dabs with his paw. We escape, and hail Virgo, the virgin. That's our first love. We marry and think to be happy for I, when pop comes Libra, or the scales happiness weighed and found wanting. And while we're very sad about that, Lord, how we suddenly jump, as Scorpio, or the scorpion, stings us in rear. We are curing the wound, when come the arrows all round. Sagittarius, or the archer, is amusing himself. As we pluck out the shafts, stand aside. Here's the battering ram, Capricornus, or the goat. Full tilt, he comes rushing, and headlong we are tossed. When Aquarius, or the waterbra, pours out his whole deluge and drowns us. And, to wind up, with Pisces, or the fishes, we sleep. Melville calling us doubloons aside, he does have a way with words. I think the point is complete. Packing a post with the words of others is to be avoided unless one is totally at a loss for originality. My muse left and still isn't back on a predictable basis so I am left now and then with no better choice. She has dropped in on an occasional basis though. So if you have time to read more, some of the posts are much better. Stop. There is a slight tickle at the edge of my mind. A thought, a possible insight is trying to catch my attention. I hear the gentle voice. The words are hard to understand but are becoming clearer. I think I hear but cannot quite assimilate the message with my existing thoughts and perceptions. The included truth cannot be true. The voice assures me as it increases in firmness and volume, it is indeed true. Alas, I must accept the reality, and reduce to a single option. My muse never left. She has been there all along. She has stayed close at the hand, as near as a whisper. It was not she who abandoned me. Rather it was I who turned a deaf ear to her. It was I who refused to listen or more correctly, refused to credit her for her efforts on my behalf. She struggles with me for the words. She's alongside as I ponder what to say. She's helping as I write and then rewrite. She has been there each step along the way. Wow. I do not think sharing the details is appropriate but let me assure you being chastised by your muse is no picnic, no walk in the park, no stroll on a summer evening. As tough as it is, I must now stop looking elsewhere for causes and cures. My muse has been holding up her side of the writing equation. It is time for me to now accept full responsibility for holding up mine.
No more whining about my missing news. It is time to simply say, what you get today is the best I can do today. It will have to do. Hum. Wonder to what else that may apply beyond blogging? There may be another post brewing in there somewhere. What should be the focus of a blog? I suppose a poll might be appropriate but you need to know what questions to ask before you can make a poll and then there is the tricky issue of whether anyone would be interested enough to respond to the poll. Another possibility is to just start free associating which appears to be the technique of choice for many bloggers. For me, the most interesting aspect of the question relates to a more basic curiosity. What are blogs and is there actually any point to them? Based on a quick look at a hundred blogs, the true nature of the medium is certainly not obvious to me. I'm reminded of way back there when CB radios were the big thing. Of course, a few folks did talk with each other about things they really wanted to discuss but for the most part, the CB world divided into talkers and listeners. Hours were spent by talkers trying to find someone, anyone, who would come back and at least give the impression of listening. Once the connection was established, the motor mouth would talk. The listener was only required to respond enough to let the talker know someone was still listening. For the best talkers, even that little bit of feedback was not necessary. A blog is sort of like a CB radio for talkers and whether anyone is listening doesn't seem to matter much. Blogs are also a bit like personal diaries. It used to be that your diary was a very private thing, complete with lock and key. You could enter your most secret thoughts or wonderings and then lock them away. Even if someone might be interested in what you wrote, sharing it was a very big no-no. Maybe talk radio and reality TV have added to making sharing a diary with everyone a cool thing to do. Blogs have become but another way to do just that. At the minimum, some blogs can definitely leave me thinking. I most assuredly didn't need to know that. On the bright side, many blogs are very interesting and a few are downright fascinating. The variety of content and writing styles are enough to satisfy all but the seriously curiosity challenge and I have seen a couple of blogs that might even get a reaction from people who aren't interested in anything. My survey has brought me to the conclusion blogs aren't anything in particular. Rather, they are the latest iteration of a recurring phenomenon. Technology starts out being used by and available only to the elite. It then gradually is adopted by more and more people and becomes part of the popular culture. Radio evolved to CB radio and now has further evolved to cell phones and many movies that can be recorded and instantly transmitted. You can be in Ohio and watch your grandchild smile in Texas. Very cool, don't you think? TV has evolved to reality TV and call now to vote for your favorite new singer. TV has and is becoming interactive. The internet started out only for the intellectual elite and has evolved to shopping, playing games, and who knows what is to come. For now. We have blogs. Anyone with a computer and a tad of knowledge can post his or her diary, opinion, idea, picture, or profound insight for all to see and appreciate or hate or ignore and if the spirit moves, they can even comment and do some blogging of their own on someone else's blog. Perhaps there need not be a point to it.